Welcome back to Dawson Dudes. Tonight we are on Season 1, Episode 4, Discovery. I'm John. I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. And we are the Dawson Dudes. This episode begins as uh, so many before it seems have with Dawson watching his own movie and uh, admiring uh, the young Jen as she appears on camera. But of course he's hanging out with Joey. Of course. What do you guys think of this episode? I actually really like this episode because shit's going down. Things that have uh, been runners for the first three episodes are uh, start being sort of revealed in rapid succession and the drama gets heightened. Yeah, this is the most interesting part. The most interesting to this whole uh, Tamara and Pacey bit has been so far. It's still pretty cringeworthy most of the time, but... Yeah, it was weird. Like, typically, as you guys may know, I hate the Pacey Tamara storyline. But in this episode, it I actually really sort of started to feel for Pacey a little bit. He felt more like a real 16 year old who's all of a sudden catching like real, real feeling. And it seems more genuinely vulnerable because he's been raped by an older woman. Yes, he's the continuing uh, victim of uh, statutory rape. You, you actually start to see sort of the, uh, you know, up to this point, every uh their interactions very like soap opera like i'm a young man you're an older woman and there's actually sort of a genuine sense of like the reason that an adult underage person relationship can be you know psychologically damaging he's just like not prepared to deal with it uh, so, we, so we have dawson and joey are watching the watching dawson's uh, takes and he's losing his mind over jen's when so that's when the big reveal comes that Dawson has his friend banging on tape. You know, he doesn't realize it's him yet. <laughs> they take a really long time to realize that it's Tamara, too. They're just like, who, who is that? Who does she look like? The shot is just her face centered in the camera. <laughs> and, they, and they don't have, like, the excuse of, like, they've been watching, like, 1080p for the last few years. So that when they look at standard definition, it looks like shit. Like, they should be able to see her face. And there are like 300 people in their town. Who else would it be? You know, and I feel like uh, they bring the slut shaming like real hard, you know? And the girls are laughing about it like a little bit more than I figured they would, you know? Joey's a uh, more of an enlightened woman like that who wouldn't want to. Although, I mean. I'm applying a 2017 filter to this, to a 1998 uh, <laughs> cultural window. The sisterhood appreciates that. But she has spent the last three episodes basically poor mouthing the only other girl she <laughs> tends to talk to. So, like, you know, Joey up to this point hasn't really been flying the flag for feminism. I was actually thinking they were, like, really into it. Like, they were really into watching that video. It's true. There is, like, at least, like, in the early goings, like, this is a real, this episode, had like, starts with a real lot of fuck energy. They were saying, oh, that's actually pretty good. I like this shit. Yeah. Which made me thought that I bet Dawson jacked off to this video. Which meant Dawson jacked <laughs> off to his friend. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, technically, but like when you watch porno, like you're not jacking off to the dude. You're jacking off to what the dude's doing. Jacking off to his job. Yeah, well, like Dawson's jacking off to Pacey fucking his teacher. That's true. Eh, good on him. Yeah. They didn't put that in the, pot, in the story. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, replaced uh, Katie Couric with uh, this video of my friend fucking his teacher. <laughs> That's my main go-to. So we get to the ice house. The SS ice house. Yeah, and they're 
talking about this video that they incidentally filmed and Pacey is like, holy shit. Right. It's just so obvious that it's him. Yeah, because I mean, because his face. They don't pay any attention to Pacey. It's like he's there, but he's not all the time. I mean, I guess even if your friend was being really obvious about something, you wouldn't jump to the conclusion, oh, he fucked the teacher. Right. Even though he's been alluding to the fact that he wants to fuck the teacher, that's all like... As long as we've known Dawson, we've known that Pacey wants to wants to fuck this T-shirt. Yeah. And then it's like we all know about it and then they forget about it. Well, yeah, like when Pacey is sort of ramping up to telling Dawson, he's just like talking about having it so bad for um, for Tamara. And Dawson's basically like, yeah, so what? <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with <laughs> like he literally is like he's literally like, yeah, so what? Like, that- do you want to talk about my movie? Yeah, it's like. Is, is this about Dawson's feelings? No, it is not. So I'm not going to talk about this with you. So the uh, Pacey and Tamara storyline is uh, off and running here. And uh, we also have a little bit of the uh, Jen and Dawson story developing here as well. And I think this is the point where you start uh, noticing that Jen is uh, a little bit threatened by Joey. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Dawson's still playing his uh, playing up uh, his uh, lack of sexuality is the thing that uh, Jen should like him for. His pious monkitude. So, like, the next scene where they're walking home and they kiss, they, like, full-on are making out in front of Gramps. Yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, it's a young couple in love. Not in love, you know, whatever. Being all uh, youthful. Yeah, I mean, Dawson doesn't know what the fuck to do. This is, like, maybe his second... This is This is very early in his kissing game, so, like... Jen should have been, although Jen should have been the one to be like, you know, maybe take it a little bit and then just be like, whoa, 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 back off. This isn't in front of grandma kissing. Yeah, but like Jen's the one who jumps on him and like. Well, she couldn't resist. Although then as we see the relationship with Jen and Grams, maybe it was a little bit of a uh, fuck you, Grams. Hey, fuck you, Grams. <laughs> even though she's basically, even though they're when they argue, she's based, she's trying to argue the opposite that she's a different person than you know she was in new york there's a there's a lot of slut shaming going on in this episode yep yeah yeah you know it started out with a kiss it was only a kiss (laughs) (laughs) mr brightside reference (laughs) grabs is going pretty hard at jen i i feel like she's kind of putting it all out on the table without putting it on the table like yeah, the passive-aggressive grandma shit. You were like a huge slut in New York, and that's why your parents sent you here, and I don't want you to be a huge slut anymore. Right. On the one hand, come on, Grams, don't don't come at me like that. But then, like, on the other hand, it's like, say you went to juvie for stealing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. For stealing electronics. And okay. they sent you to your grandma's, and the first thing you do is get a job at Best Buy. Your, gra- your, your grandma's going to be, uh, you know, keep her eye on you. Wait, so is Dawson stealing TVs? No, Jen's, no this was Jen. J- Dawson's a TV, That's and Jen is Dawson's stealing him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like, hey you, uh, hey, you fuck too much in New York. You have to go live with your grandma. Hey, grandma, she fucked too much in New York. She's going uh, to live with you. And then, you know, she sees her standing next to a boy and just like, this is this is the shit that brought you here. Well, it doesn't even make any sense because it's it's not like there aren't boys at Cape Side. Like they're kind of blaming New York instead of like it's right. It's like there's boys and girls everywhere. Like she could fuck anywhere. Doesn't it kind of imply that she's hanging out with like men in New York, though? There's men in Cape Side. Yeah, but like not at like high school and like definitely not Dawson. What are you talking about in this town? There is a teenager fucking a teacher right now. <laughs> As somebody who grew up and, you know, Grams is a religious type. As someone who grew up around religious types, like there is this there is a clear line of demarcation between 
how people are in a city and how how people are in small towns like Cape Side in their perception. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, there's dudes in, in Cape Side, but they're like small town dudes with small town values. They're not these New York types. I don't know, man. I grew up in a small town. People are disgusting. Even worse stuff goes on. Sure, people. <laughs> No, I know, no, I know the fact the fact is is that it's the same shit, but there's a it just in the minds of these small town types, it's like, nah, nah, we don't go in for that sort of stuff around here. I like Graham's comment about how she doesn't even know what that Joey is doing climbing through Dawson's window all the time. It's like, what does she think? Like these children are just fucking <laughs> <laughs> It seems so unlikely that she wouldn't have a better relationship like why does she hate gail and mitch because they're horn dogs <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're married that's okay she's puritanical right and but it's not like good gail and mitch are like trust me i have my qualms about them as i do in every scene they're presented in always having i mean mitch is never not inappropriate with dawson but what about them seems so um you know my grams all up in arms. They're just neighborly. It's got to have been like 20 years and living next door to each other. At least 10 years, right? Yeah. At least like 10, 15 years. Well, this is this episode is their 20th wedding anniversary. Yeah, but Dawson's only 16. So maybe they, you know, had an apartment first in downtown Cape Side. <laughs> they, had- <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to have kids. They were going to they were going to travel. Yeah. And then, you know, one thing led to another and right. they had Dawson and they had to move into the house. And it's like the other thing is, it's like since she's been next to Dawson for so long, her, I don't know about that boy, like, doesn't pass muster. Like, literally her only, her only, like, piece of evidence is that Joey's always climbing in his window. But, like, she's obviously seen that he's a harmless dork. I don't think she knows. For, you know, a decade. She doesn't know the Learys. That's, that, that's, that seems like it's odd that she doesn't know them. Yeah, it is. Because, like, yeah. they don't even, like, have... A fence between them, right? Like you figure in, pa- like in passing, at least you'd have like, uh, "How you doing?" I'm your neighbor conversation. Well, it seems like Mitch hasn't even stopped by to be like, "Oh, how's your husband?" Like, it doesn't seem like they have any kind of relationship at all. That's a small town value. <laughs> yeah, we don't lock our doors. We don't have fences. I mean, I don't give a shit about my neighbors still, but you know, no fences. And I think it's probably because like maybe it's just because like gail and mitch don't go to church so the next transition we have uh we come upon gail and mitch dawson comes in the house and uh this scene really is throwaway other than the point where other than the point i just made where there's always something slightly uncomfortable well i think it's to let us know that it's their 20th anniversary and they're still hot for each other <laughs> or does it just appear that they're hot i also think that is a mitch the in the earlier episode uh is bugged uh that gail can't uh can't remember what their first date was and he kind of returns to that thread in that scene where he's like he's back to talking about you know things can't gail can't remember about their relationship i agree with him she doesn't know he has a scar underneath his chin no that's nuts that he's had for 15 years that dawson knew about (laughs) yeah they're always looking at each other well she's pretending he's somebody else clearly yeah that other dude um bob doesn't have a scar like that i think one of the reasons that Mitch is returning to this sort of line of thought is that maybe even sub- subconsciously he knows that, like, something's uh, amiss. Well, he does say that. Uh, he's like, maybe if you came home and looked at my face in the daylight. You no, know, he's out, you know, working with that co-anchor of yours. It's a small part of the scene, but I think 
Mitch, Mitch, I think Mitch is having an intuition that he may not even know that he's having. Foreshadowing. That's right. That's a dramatic device. <laughs> well, and, and uh, so Dawson goes upstairs to a, a frantic Pacey ransacking his room because we've come back to the Miss Jacobs storyline. The Learys have no idea that Pacey is upstairs just like <laughs> tearing apart Darcy's room. They could be robbed so easily. There's a ladder to their son's window <laughs> and they're that window is never locked. <laughs> like, That's an old house. There's got to be no insulation in that fucking house. How do you not hear a 16-year-old throwing shit? Hardwood floors and shit. I wish bum, there was bum, an bum, episode bum. where somebody breaks in through that ladder and murders the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we have uh, Pacey's trying to try to find the tape and Dawson's making fun of him a little bit. Yeah. But he's uh, Pacey's doing that nervous chattering where it's like, yeah, dude, um... You're kind of coming to grips with the fact that uh, you've been molested by a woman. By the way, Dawson keeps the tape inside a false book. <laughs> Which, like, he's like, jacking off to it. Yeah, that's where he keeps all his jack-off material. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nobody will grab this book. Yeah, you don't, you don't hide things you're not jacking off to in stuff. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a gun. Yeah, but like you said... Pacey is really showing some vulnerability here, and it does make the story like more palatable. Yeah, I will give props to uh, Joshua Jackson for his performance in this scene. That like, there's even there's just something about the way he says that stuff where you're just like, oh shit. Well, which I think goes back to the problem with the Tamara Pacey stuff has always been the writing. It's like they make him say these like ridiculous lines, right? And somebody as young looking at us as him can't pull them off. It's just kind of like outside the tone of the show also where this like perfectly makes sense for Pacey. Like he, like Joshua Jackson is doing a great job showing his vulnerability here and how like scared he is and how he's unsure of what's actually even happening. And the moment where he asks Dawson, like, well, how did it look? Right. Like he does a really great job there. Yeah, for sure. I thought that part was funny in the sense that Dawson was trying to get his first kiss with Jen on tape so he could check it out later, but he had to settle for uh watching Pacey. Know, <laughs> watching Pacey instead. <laughs> like you want you wanted to jerk off to your first time, but you gotta jerk off to Pacey's first time. Pervert. But at the same it's like game film. Like I just, just kiss her like Pacey. He's he's uh he's pulling a uh, he's pulling an adult with his skills. Just, just kiss I mean, me. It looks uncomfortable up against a tree like that, but you know, whatever you gotta do. This is also the first time we ever see Pacey have doubts about if this would even work. Like every time he talks to Tamara, it's like, of course this will work out. Yeah, this is the best thing that will ever happen, both of us. And like, this is the first time where he's like, this is crazy what I'm doing. Right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, like if only all these. If only all this move, you know, lasted past this scene too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, and that could be because the character Pacey doesn't want to show how young and innocent and vulnerable he is in front of an older, right. more experienced person. Right, like, if if I'm going to be doing this with an adult, I got to present like, uh, you know, I'm a mature, I'm a mature adult, not uh, right. a whittle baby. If he goes in there and he's like, um, I'm scared when you touch me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not going to really make good sexy time. <laughs> Unless she's like super into that somehow. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's got to be a reason she's into him. I mean, it's, a, it's hot bod. Tomorrow's motivations don't really haven't been explained at all. Yeah. Throbbing neck muscles. Yeah. Um, 
That's actually a really good point, John, is that like tomorrow's motivate to never really get into them. I think there's no way to do it without it being creepy, though. Right. Well, it's pretty fucking creepy now. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm sticking by what I said a couple episodes back. It's like the writers already know this was not working. Right. And they're just trying to, like, just, just wrap it up, you know? The next scene, Dawson and Joey are going to buy a present for Dawson's parents' 20th anniversary. At the store in town. Hey, uh, sorry, sorry, real quick. Can we just just go back to the... I mentioned it earlier in the uh, about the previous scene, is that that vulnerability is sort of playing against uh, Dawson's usual casual indifference and i think it really sticks out more because of uh pacey's actually being vulnerable he was like you really really see that like dawson's just like yeah i don't care about this i don't think so i actually disagree completely with that statement interesting you see when when pacey asks him how did i look Mm -hmm. i think dawson is clearly like what do i say to my friend right now. That's actually, yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, so you're wrong. Yeah, I am wrong. You played yourself. I did. And uh, Joey makes a really great point here. His parents are white. White people love folk art. <laughs> <laughs> just get him some bullshit, Dawson. Yeah, like essentially just get him some bullshit. They love bullshit. What's the Cape Side equivalent of Pier 1? Just buy some shit from there. I, they kind of do go to what, what the Cape Side, like, Pier 1 is. <laughs> it's just... That also, that also sells sport coats. Yeah. The menswear section is adjacent to the seashell art I section. think it's supposed to be like a uh, an open-air artisan market kind of thing. Like it Lago- sells suits? It's like Laguna Beach, where if you go towards the beach, there's just like some sandalwood art. Like, I think these are multiple vendors in one space. Yeah. They- hmm. I mean, because like, it's literally knickknacks, or it might be they're outside and they're going into a store that is selling sports cars. Or maybe that this person just has a really wide range of interests. <laughs> or just like, um, I know a lot about seashell necklaces, <laughs> or um, <laughs> I can make you a bespoke suit. <laughs> Gail can't look more guilty. She's just like, but Dawson? What are you doing here? I'm just, uh, this is not your father. This is Bob. And Bob actually, it's obvious this is probably not his first affair he's been almost caught in the middle of because he comes in with the quick assist with the, uh, she's helping me, uh, you know, pick out a suit or whatever. Yeah. That came out super quick. It's like, no, I, I know what to do when uh, the kid almost catches you. Just uh, this, this suit line will work. And Dawson is very impressed with his uh, wooden delivery of platitudes because it totally works with him. Yeah, they got Bob. To get to Dawson's heart, just ask him about his movie. That's all he wants to talk to anybody about. Yeah, yeah, literally, that's like that. But it's a complete asshole move from Bob. Don't be nice to the kid who, like, you're fucking his mom behind his dad's back. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Dick move. Dick move. Dick dick move, Bob. (laughs) Dick. Joey is just like. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, just staring daggers the whole time. Yeah, yeah, the whole time. You like motherfuckers. <laughs> and because Dawson has no empathy for anybody, can't feel the room or the situation or what's going on <laughs> or anybody's feelings here. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, too, where it's like, did he, does he not notice that, like, Joey's just pissed as fuck now? <laughs> Bob guy. Yeah. Bob good. 
He seems nice. <laughs> no, I, I, and, and yeah, Joey's like, nah, they, no, that guy sucks. And, it's like, <laughs> and then Dawson doesn't even follow with why she thinks that. Because he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's his turn to talk again. Well, he probably didn't even hear her say that. <laughs> he was just like thinking, <laughs> like thinking about something else. But to be fair, Joey's always pissed. It's just like, if I have to ask Joey why she's mad every time she's mad, I would never stop talking <laughs> about Joey. <laughs> and I want to talk about my movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's funny because Joey's staring daggers that whole time, and it's both like, you dicks are having an affair in front of me, in, or in front of your son, and also, now I've got to tell him that I caught you already, and I didn't want to do that. Yeah, it's such, like, the way that Dawson reacts later on when he finds out that Joey knew... Mm. I thought it was kind of out of line, but I also could kind of understand, holy shit, you knew this big secret about my family and I, and you didn't tell me. Well, especially when he does get kind of mad initially, which I can see why he would be like, what the fuck? Why didn't you say like immediately he would think that? But Joey's response to that is a, what, so you can get mad at me? You know you would do that. This is about Jen. Like, shit, her her response is super (laughs) dick. (laughs) I think, I think one of the reasons, uh, that he may, I won't call it an overreaction, but reacts that angrily is because, you know, in the preceding scene, Jen, uh, he's sitting with Jen and uh, is silent and obviously bothered. And so Jen, being the sweet, empathetic person she is and wanting to get closer to Dawson, you know, basically offers to be that shoulder to crown. And you can tell, you know, you... Uh, Tooth. Go ahead. Two things about that scene. Uh, first off, that like Toad the Wet Sprocket montage. <laughs> so not so nineties. <laughs> oh yeah. Like the overcrat the overcat the boats going by and Dawson's staring off into space while grungy stuff plays in the background. But like that di- super into like that. diet grunge. It's like candle box. <laughs> <laughs> Toad the Wet Sprocket, that's what it was. Toad the Wet Sprocket is not grunge. Well, it grunge, it's grunge enough for this show. They're from Santa Barbara. No brun- no grunge came from Santa Barbara. <laughs> uh, second thing about that scene, to your point about uh, you know Jen trying to be nice there, I think this kind of illustrates how uh, she's threatened by Joey. Because he knows that like Dawson is, ju- like, is just going to go hang out with her. Jen knows that Joey likes Dawson. And Jen knows Joey is really attractive. <laughs> The one person in town that Jen knows this. <laughs> she is the only person in town who knows that Joey's really attractive. Her and Dawson have like this long history together. She is new in town and she really likes this boy. And for the first time in a long time, she's like kind of vulnerable. I mean, it makes sense. Well, yeah. And also, I mean, yeah, like Joey's involved, but there's it's also totally reasonable for Jen if she's going to have if they're going to have a go at this relationship to want to take the relationship further emotionally like we should talk about real shit they've been dating for like a week yeah but like they've known each other for like three weeks yeah, it's just, you know if we're gonna do this tell me some shit and she keeps being uh very uh adamant about dialing back their uh any sort of their physical relationship and uh i mean she's pumping the brakes in one sense here but uh i don't know it just feels fake the way she's saying it not as much that she wants to help him as much that she wants her to know that he can uh, that she can fulfill the role that Joey, Joey always had. I think there's a little bit of jealousy. Really? I I, I don't know. Um, I read I read it as a pretty I read it as a genuine effort. But then she does go to Joey later on to get because advice. Jen's a badass who stares her fear in the face. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very cynical take on Jen. What 
that's a positive thing about Jen. She is a badass. Her character only gets better as the show goes on, so. No, no, that's not true. Well, I mean. Season two Jen sucks. Oh. Season three Jen is great. Do you want to go back to Pacey and Tamara at the uh, outdoor cafe that they're sitting at? So, yeah, Tamara on the street here is a good spot to address because as I stated last time there, the, if only the reality of that one scene of Pacey talking about Tamara had uh, moved on to the other ones, because right. he's already back to like being all over the place in this one. Right. He's he back comes to and sits down with her, and it's so awkward. Like people are looking at you, bro. Like they have to. How be- many bowling shirts does Pacey have? <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like him and the dude from Smash Mouth could have like a wardrobe. This fight. one has ruffles down it. Like a tuxedo shirt. It's for formal occasions. <laughs> Pacey's the kind of guy who probably has that t-shirt that has the tuxedo on it, like, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a class clown. But Tamara looks amazing in this scene. She does really look really good. She looks great. Back to, like, Pacey being just, like, overtly, like, one, when he was at the Leary's, the door's wide open, his parents are home, and he's just, like, telling everybody that, like, he's having an affair with a teacher. Yeah, what would Dawson's parents need to do? Like, would they wait? Would they have to call the police lest themselves were arrested for this? They would have to call the police who is Pacey's dad. Right. Oh, yeah. Shit. I totally forgot yeah. that. Yeah. It's but, like, but it's, it's like, are Dawson's parents, would they be obligated by law to like yeah. do something about yeah. it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, because they would know that a child was being abused and they didn't do anything about it. It would be tough to then pro- it would be tough to prove that in court. But yeah, you could be. Yeah, you could be charged as an accessory to banging a kid. <laughs> I don't know legal terms, except for accessory. And now he's in the middle of Cape Side, which is a small town, grabbing her hand. Yeah, and being like, "Let's read about fucking. I want to read more books about fucking." That's it. That, Not where fucking's a cautionary tale, but just about fucking. Like that good kind of fucking. That's the thing in, about this town. Like everybody who's doing like shady shit, like uh, Tamara and Pacey and Bob and Gail. Like, your town's too small to be doing this shit outside. Yeah, like, I mean, we'll get to it later on with Gail and Bob, but nobody has any kind of restraint besides Tamara. Right? Yeah, because, well... And she, like, barely does. Yeah, she should have more for the uh, legal implications. For the seriousness of what she is involved in. Yeah, I mean, Gail and Bob are, um, you know, being dicks to their family. Like, everybody knows Gail and Bob, right? They're, like, the local celebrity. Wait, that... So you would imagine when there will... Is Gail's new show in Cape Side? Or I thought it was in like two towns over, like in a bigger city in the area. But that means that's probably the news channel they watch, right? Yeah. We don't watch Orange County news in Orange County. We watch LA news. They're local celebrities. He, that's like Johnny Mountain walking around <laughs> a small town. And like people, have to be look, people have to be looking at them. Why are Dallas Rains and Kelly Lang fucking... Making out with each other. <laughs> Next scene, Dawson's like showing his rough cut to Jen. I don't think Jen's into it, even though she says she is. Trying to be supportive. <laughs> well, it's like all the dude talks about is quote unquote film and and his and his movies. <laughs> and then like when this dude who you're trying to like like 
uh, shows you one and you're just like, wow, this shit's garbage. Just for self-preservation, you want to be like, eh, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. She's as supportive as ever. I feel like Jen feels about Dawson the way that when you run out of positive things to say about a person, you know, it's like, what's that person like? For the really, really nice you know that that's all that's all Dawson's got going for him. Like Jen's not into him. It's got to be exhausting dating somebody who is so needy. Right. And completely incapable of reciprocating. And I think because of Pacey's, like, he found out Pacey had sex. Now he's trying to like go to Pound Town with Jen pretty hard. <laughs> trying to take the express train to Pound Town. Yeah. Driving the fuck truck. And Jen's not having any of it. She's like, yeah, no, we're not getting anywhere close to that. Well, yeah. I will make out with you in front of my grandmother. Well, it's like the simple, like, they started out like Jen's trying not to go as fast. And Dawson was an asexual giggle puss. And just because of this new information of Pacey having sex... All of a sudden, they're uh, they're at cross purposes where Jen still wants to take it slow. And all of a sudden, like, see, I don't think it's due to this information that Pacey's had sex is why Dawson is uh, trying to get up on Jen in this scene, because he's all about like the the romantic moment, you know, like, like, you know, like, it's just the perfect kiss. And like, yeah, this it's not about sex. It's about romance. He says that shit all the time. So I think he's just, uh, I mean, no, I th- he's, just, he's just vigorously attempting first base. No, I think it's, uh, I mean, I disagree. I, I think it's, it's Pacey's uh, getting some information from Pacey is kind of pushing him a little bit harder because this is not romantic. There's He doesn't have music playing. You know, it's not the usual Dawson. Yeah. But I think he's just like trying to seize a little bit of a moment. Seize more than a moment. Yeah, trying to see some, see some boobies. <laughs> yeah, I agree, with, I agree with Brian. Like, I think part of Dawson's whole, you know, uh, monastic uh, celibacy in the name of his art thing is like part of that comes from the fact that probably doesn't think that fucking is possible. Like, he only talks to one chick. I've never seen him communicate with any other woman that's not his mom or um, the two girls in the, sh- uh, you know, the two actual main characters in this show. And so like seeing that Pacey's like banging a teacher, like part of that is Dawson being like, Oh my God, us having sex is even possible. Yeah. We move on to the next scene, which is at the um, TV station and they're doing some uh, ADR work. So what the, the engineer says to him is like, Hey, you seen your mom this morning. For some reason that just sounds like there's a sick burn. Like, Hey, you know what your mom's doing right now? <laughs> I feel like it's because everybody at that station knows. Of course they do. That Gail and Bob are having an affair. And also, Gail knows Dawson is going to be at the station today. Why is she so bladed about the affair? And also the, like, did you see your mom this morning? Like, wait, wait, to burn, wait to burn the child. <laughs> they are making out at their work in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. Everybody at that job knows that they are having an affair. That's why that engineer was like, I'm going to throw this kid one. (laughs) Like, have you seen your mom lately? You know what I'm saying? If you're having an affair with somebody and you're making out with them in the hallway of your work, like that, that means everybody knows. So Dawson is pouting by the river or creek or whatever it is. After the uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah. And Jen is... Trying really, really hard to uh, soothe them. Which John doesn't buy. Which is just an evil plot of hers to uh, push Joey out of the Hey, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not sincere. I'm just saying it illustrates that Jen is intimidated slash threatened by Josephine. I think that assuming that 
everything a woman does is somehow in competition with another woman is sex. Thank you, Lena Dunham. She would be right because Dawson immediately runs to Joey's house. Right. And tries to find Joey. Person I can really talk to. No, well, I mean, that makes sense. He barely knows Jen. Oh, for sure. I mean, we go back to like, he's known Jen for three days, but, and Jen doesn't, she doesn't know his parents. Right. Right. Like, but like Joey grew up with them. So like, it, it, it makes sense that that's the person he would want to talk to. And it helps kind of very slowly trying to create this triangle. Right. No, yeah, I, it totally, it to, um, Dawson's decision to talk to Joey instead totally makes sense. Though, I don't understand why Joey admits that she knew. Mm. Well, if you're not going to tell him, just don't admit that you knew. Well, because they're, cause Gail would have had to tell him eventually. It would have come out, you know? I don't think Gail would have been like, oh, Joey told you. Nah, Gail, Gail would have let it slip eventually. Maybe, I don't know. You know, for a poor person... Joey's home is picturesque. <laughs> there is no ghetto in Cape Side. It's like, yeah, maybe like, the wrong, maybe that whole term, got, the wrong side of the creek, has like a more literal meaning to it. Like that's where the sewage off spill is. So like those houses are like cheaper. <laughs> right. It smells like shit outside, but it's cheap. Yeah, but it is it is quite picturesque. Maybe uh, maybe Joey part of the reason I'm about to contradict the. Uh, doing something to screw over another female thing I just said, but maybe Joey partially did it because since Gail and Bob are being so blatant about it at this point, it's just like, yeah, fuck you guys. I can see Dawson being mad, but his reaction is like, we will never be friends ever. Yeah, again. he he, he pitches a little fit. Like, have a nice <laughs> he life. He goes like pretty far. Like, he, yeah. has, he has a couple of those scenes. In this episode. Right. Next scene, Pacey's going to work at the screenplay video, and he catches Tamara and I don't know what the other teacher's name film, is. The film guy, right? Adjunct, the adjunct yeah. professor. Right. Across the street, discuss like what looks like to be flirting. Right. And he's quite upset. That dude? Not even wearing a bowling <laughs> shirt. <laughs> uh, then we get to... Gail coming home and Dawson's like about to tell her off. Yeah, but of course he can't because I don't know why. Why does he not? He's like so full of emotion and hate and anger right now. And yet he can't bring himself to do anything about it. Well, I think he kind of reveals later why he wants to. Oh, because he wants to tell his dad. Well, I mean, he wants it to be like, yeah, he wants it to be easy, you know, because like him having to confront his mom about something. It's like, I know this thing, but like. But no, like, I feel like it's worse to tell Mitch. Yeah, like, it's worse. Hey, for, but, by but the then, way, the woman you're completely in love with is cheating on you. It's way shittier for sure. But I'm saying like that way, like he knows that like, oh, like I'm going to do something and like there will be repercussions. Yeah, it's like it's like if I know I'm the catalyst of this moment, if I if I blow up at you like this, like the way this ends is you guys get divorced and this whole this family falls apart and he's probably scared to do that. What he should do is tell his mom so then to force her to tell Mitch. The same thing Joey did essentially. Joey did the right yeah, thing. Yeah, that would have been the appropriate thing to do, but Dawson's like a big fucking baby. Yeah, it's not dramatic enough. Well, I mean, you know, let's let's cut Dawson a little bit of slack here. Yeah, this is a big deal. If you were like 15 and you just found out your mom was cheating on your dad, that's a big deal. This is a big deal. This is something that's actually a yeah, big deal. This in isn't. Uh, this this may be the first big deal, right? Yeah, this is. This is the first his, big his deal. Fucking movie or something is like could be the next one. <laughs> I call this my parents getting a divorce. Yeah, like I I agree. Like 
Dawson, when, however he's reacting, it is, it is, it does make sense. Like what come, like what comes next? Like can't, right. you know, is it's yeah. huge. Like the repercussions of, of saying something are gigantic. Plus mixed in with all your hormones and emotions at 15, 16, like, yeah. And Dawson's who's had a pretty cush life. This is like a big blow to him because he believes in romance and now that's getting shattered everywhere. This is a this is a big moment for Dawson. And the next scene where he goes to Jen, I don't know why he decides to go see Jen. And well, he only knows a couple people. Grams <laughs> answers the door, and Dawson gives a spiel about how I'm not just after Jen for sex. I know you don't like me. I'm a really great guy. And Grams is like. Mm, not having any of this. <laughs> Jennifer? We don't talk about our feelings with strangers. <laughs> if I was J- Jen, I would be so pissed at Dawson right now when I was like, hey, I'm here. If you need to talk to me, just let me know. And he literally runs to somebody else. And then when that doesn't work out, he runs back to Jen. All right, your turn now. <laughs> Fix me. <laughs> And of course, Jen drops like the huge, like to even shatter his world more. Before we get to you know, his world getting shattered, like I think the re- part of the reason he goes back to her is like he wants. He doesn't have anybody he just, else. <laughs> he went and saw Joey, and Joey didn't tell him what he wanted to hear. So, so he goes to Jen and says, "Promise me, like you'll always be upfront and honest with me." Like he's like so aw shucks in this scene, really. Tell me the truth will always, you know, be a thing between us. Yeah, and then she tells him the fucking truth, and, he and he's like, like, like a little girl." Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, "No, that's not the truth I wanted to hear." <laughs> Tell me, like, how Bob told me about how smart I was about my movie and shit. <laughs> that's the real stuff. Jen's really trying to put herself out there right now. She's totally scared. She she knows she kind of lied to him, and he's upset about something already. And she drops this bomb on him, and he's just like. Oh, she's a slut. Like, that's literally what he thinks of her now. More slut shaming. Like, everybody is slut shaming these two sluts. <laughs> and, wait, what's, and what's the bomb she drops? That she's not a virgin. Oh, well, yeah. Because in episode one, she, t- she told him that she was a virgin. Oh, that's right. While they were walking to the movies, Joey, like, brought it up. Trucker named Bubba years ago. Yeah, Trucker Day Bubba. And Jen was like, I wouldn't know. Yeah, because she doesn't know any truckers. There was like a cl- there's a closet you're pausing. <laughs> He's so weirded out that that she is not a virgin. So, what the fuck's this now? Uh, yeah. That- because that's all he he's about is like romance like he believes in this romance and now the girl of his dreams doesn't fit into the mold he wants her to fit into so she's disgusting and gross and i don't want to hold your hand anymore. oh yeah, that's such a, that scene is so bummer it's like dawson will you hold my hand and he's like sure like, it's so brutal it's like the, yeah, that's what that's what like yeah. the end of love looks like is that's scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh I really think Michelle Williams is doing a great job with that. And once again, Michelle Williams is doing a really great job. And uh, Dawson's, you know, doing, doing well. Yeah. Pouting. Yeah. I think everybody is really in, like, the groove of things. Like, everybody's doing a really good job in this Yeah, everybody's got kind episode. of, uh, has a sense of who their character is and where they're at. Yeah. And the writers seem to, you know, be doing better also. And uh it's nice that everything's kind of heading in the same direction right now too, because as much as I enjoyed yeah. last week's uh little uh kind of uh, detour on Joey, 
Mm-hmm. Like, look, she can be like nice when there's like a nice boy there. It's like that still like didn't really go anywhere. And now I feel now that this episode is like moving. Every transition seems like it's doing something. Right. Yeah. We're really getting we're in the groove of things now. In this episode, everybody's more nuanced. Like everybody is multidimensional where at the beginning there. Everybody was kind of flat. Like, we get to see Pacey's vulnerable. He's not just this weird, smooth-talking <laughs> 15-year-old. With a, with a fine collection of bowling shirts. Yeah. Now we see Joey's multidimensional. She's not just this person who's angry all the time at the world. Jen has vulnerabilities. We're starting to find out, like, yeah, stuff happened back in New York. Dawson is finally having an actual right. life crisis that is not in his, his head. His, uh his life events are becoming serious enough to match the level of emotion that he points at them. Right. Everything is starting to feel really more real. Agreed. We're at Cape Side, and Pacey is, once again, creepily watching Tamara. Oh, and so when he comes into the classroom? Well, first, um, Jen, uh, Jen finds Dawson at school, and Dawson's being really off-put-ish. Is that a word? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dawson is being what? Uh, distant. <laughs> Dawson's being really distant with Jen, and Jen's like, uh, what's going on? You think I'm a slut? And then Pacey goes in to confront Tamara. In the middle of the classroom with the door open. Full volume. Just. <laughs> like, full volume. Just like, hey, are you going to fuck me or are you going to fuck that film guy? <laughs> You're going to fuck me or you're going to fuck an adult? <laughs> I want an answer now. <laughs> and he makes like something about like, you know, STDs and AIDS are rampant right now, and I don't want to get AIDS. Well, so tell me. To be fair, it was the mid-90s. As far as we knew, like, AIDS was fucking everywhere. <laughs> Put a bag on it. Uh, that's not 100% safe, Brian. And also, Pacey doesn't like how it feels, so he doesn't, he doesn't like to wear one. Just raw dog at her. Hashtag raw dog for life. <laughs> and instead of tomorrow being like you know what this is out of control you're right like you and me we're this is not gonna work out she's like ah, the guy's gay oh <gasps> <gasps> and, lo- <laughs> and, and she shushes Which, that instead of all the other things right. she said yeah well of course she did just yeah. out somebody in this very yeah, she, conservative, yeah, she also outed somebody. All she had to be, she didn't have to say he was gay. She could have just said, "Like I don't have anything for him." Well, she could, or like, she could have said what a reasonable person would say. It was like, "Shut the fuck up, man. We're in public. Let's talk about this somewhere else." <laughs> yeah, but like she's all in on Pacey. So right all now. in that she's like, "I don't give a fuck about this dude's privacy. I'll tell you, every, I'll tell you every <laughs> faculty member who's gay here." Jen finally just is like, I'm going to come out. You owe me an explanation, Dawson. What's going on? And essentially, Dawson is just like, uh, I don't like you anymore because you're not a virgin. I really like virgins, I think. I guess. I only like virgins. I mean, I've never <laughs> talked to a girl before who wasn't Joey or my mom. But this scene, it's not super shocking because if Dawson could be sanctimonious about everything else in his life, 
why not this? But the fact that he can't even bring himself to say anything to her is just like, for a person who's full of words, this silence him. I think part of it is that Dawson has never had to put all of his verbose theories to an actual real-life test, and he gets, um, you know, he's had his entire adolescence to, like, connect all these dots and have all these grandiose ideas, but when... A re- like the real, real version of it is staring at him right in the face and is demanding an answer from him. He doesn't have the time to like put some grandiose speech together. This is the same guy who just cut off his friendship with his oldest friend. No, we're not friends anymore. I think his uh, verboseness of the other is, you know, I think this is further illustrating that his uh, verbose nature at other times may be a bit manufactured. Well, yeah, it's, it's all theoretical. This is real fucking life. Cut to the next scene. He's talking to Pacey about it. She's had sex with other guys. What don't you understand? And Pacey's like, what don't you understand? That means she wants to (laughs) fuck you. These two guys couldn't be further wrong about both. Like, they're both on the opposite ends of the spectrum, and they couldn't both be more wrong. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, they're both swinging and missing. Pacey's a victim of abuse, okay? So, like, here's a reason that he has this kind of out there mentality about it. He came by it honestly. It's it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty offensive behavior from Pacey here too. Yeah, this girl, man, she's like, she's telling you she's had sex. That means she wants to fuck all the time. I guess it's too much to ask to expect uh, Pacey to be any more enlightened than Dawson. <laughs> yeah, and of course Dawson's like, well, this is not about sex. This is about romance. <laughs> and now that someone else has touched her. She's fu- it's 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 not romantic to fuck somebody who's fucked before. It's only romantic to fuck a virgin. That's why you and Tamara work out so nicely. All right, um, yeah, it's a classic Madonna horror thing. So the next scene we go, Mitch is. Uh, I, I wish I looked up what he was listening to, like Shazam, for that minute, or see what he. But it kind of seventies <laughs> rock. Something terrible. Yeah. Something but really it's like terrible. Of his era, you know, and like here comes Dawson. Dawson's gonna tear shit up. He's gonna tell Dad because uh, he knows he knows that if he does that, he doesn't have to. All he has to tell his dad is like, "Dude, this is what Mom's doing," and it's over. And then he knows that Mitch and Gail will just go have it out, and that yeah, Dawson's a coward. What's his goal That's to get his parents too. to divorce each other, R- or? Like, for his dad to, like, be mad at his mom? Like, what's his goal? Well, like, martyrdom, you know? Because he was going on to Jen in that scene before about how, no, my parents should have been completely honest with each other. Promise me you'll always be honest with me. So I think he thinks his mother needs to be punished, like, for being dishonorable. As a 15-year-old, that's probably, like, an honest thing you really believe. Right. But I I still think... Is like ultimately somewhere in the back of his head, and this will change everything. Which I think it's why he doesn't do it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, his mom kind of crashes, crashes for a second, and they like it's kind of cute for a minute. It reminds him if he does do it, this is all gone. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'll, I'll have to go to Mitch's apartment on every other weekend, <laughs> and and then Bob will live here. <laughs> you know, Mitch doesn't have a job. What kind of shithole is he gonna live in? cut to the next scene jen is at the ice house wanting to talk to joey because she stares her fears straight into the face she's badass who and joey wants none of this (laughs) she's just so rude i don't got time for this shit (laughs) but when she does like kind of decide to like partake in the conversation she explains dawson 
in like three sentences. The only reason why she wants to talk to Jen is because she knew what Jen did was so catastrophic to Dawson is as a person. That just intrigues her so much. That's dark, Brian. She loves that, like, Jen fucked up. But also, (laughs) Jen didn't fuck up. No, but she fucked up with Dawson. Well, that's that's what happens when you ask someone to promise to be honest with you. (laughs) They may tell you about doing it. Which is like, I don't know, I've said this, you know, I'm not going to rehash my uh, Dawson being such a prude bothers me. But, come on, man. (laughs) Yeah, but, I don't know, 50-year-old boys have weird thoughts. Yeah. Especially in the 90s. It was like a, it was, a, I think it was a more uh, prudish time. I would say right now I live in a town where a lot of people would scoff at the idea of sleeping with a girl who was not a virgin. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So uh, it's not out of the realm that a 15 year old boy like Dawson would think. Yeah, that. no, I mean, it's not, it's not something that I don't find believable, but 34 year old me still finds it irritating. Joey and Jen kind of have a moment here and because Jen asked her what should she do? What would she do when if she were in this, a situation like this with a guy and Joey says well I just wait around until he grows up <laughs> <laughs> which is a weird answer and then Jen goes can I wait with you? Insinuating that they both are into the same boy. Yeah, that's that was definitely like a line in the sand moment. We're just like, yeah, all right, yeah, because Joey is like, uh, no. <laughs> Joey is able to feel a bit of upper hand with this stuff because for the moment, yeah, he's like, I, I, I'm, I'm still over, I'm, I'm a virgin, virgin. <laughs> not ruined like you. <laughs> yeah, and then next we have Pacey at Tamara's house and it's it seems pretty late. It's like what are they doing? Like what what is he doing there? Where does what do his parents think he is? His parents don't care about him. I think we've established that about Pacey. Like he doesn't have a great family life. Yeah, did like didn't you know those kids in high school where they just always seem like they never really seem to go home or have parents? Yeah, they're like like his parents they don't love him. <laughs> well, his dad's busy trying to keep um that's like a huge part about Pacey. Like his dad doesn't love him. I don't know. It's so weird. Like he's sitting on her bed while she grades papers. Ugh. No, that's like what you would do. Yeah, it, that's not any different than like going over like your girlfriend's house and she's like doing homework yeah. and hanging around and not no, doing I, your homework. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's reading a magazine called Sharks. <laughs> about that. Which I assume Tamara subscribes to. <laughs> Pacey asks her, so you're pretty old, right? Like 35? Um, you've been with a lot of guys. <laughs> Tell me about it. I, and, and th- that you're in the midst of a tawdry affair with a 15-year-old, I have a feeling you like some dick. The joke she makes, like that the, there was one guy in high school, one in college. Yeah. I didn't say I was in high school. What is she? Uh, what is the tell? The she says. I just remember she may as well have said uh, if there's grass on the field. <laughs> <laughs> she says. She says he's the guy that she really cares about, which isn't answering his question. <laughs> yeah, and but well, he loves it. Yeah. Well, it's like 
Yeah. Um, it was like uh, Bob talking to Dawson earlier. I am 15. I like when people say nice things about me. And honestly, right now, the relationship doesn't seem that weird. Like, maybe we've no- we've normalized to it. <laughs> well, it's, it's also the most uh, normal, comfortable situation they've been in. Next, we cut to Jen in her house talking to her grandpa, who is unconscious. Right. So he's the only person who won't criticize the shit out of her while he's talking while she's talking to him. I'm actually surprised they don't go to this more. Oh, just like as a trope. Yeah. Yeah, I know they go to it a couple of times, but I'm surprised every episode doesn't end with Jen talking to her grandpa like Doogie to his computer. <laughs> Jen is pretty much just saying that like everybody thinks she's a slut and like maybe I started a little early, but in two years, like more than half of them are going to be uh, are going to have sex. And then in five years, they're all going to have sex and nobody will care. Dawson will still care. <laughs> and if Gramps could hear you right now, he would care, too, because if Gr- if Gramps is this sanctimonious, I'm sure I'm sure Gramps is uh, not exactly progressive. The next scene, it looks like Dawson decides to go to that place where he filmed Pacey, the, that Greek yeah. Place. I don't think it's the same spot. It, there's like columns of pillars, like and like flowing like vines. But I think this is more of a public institution. Maybe not. I, I have you ever been in New England? It, it's like Athens over there, man. Columns all over the place. <laughs> yeah, because it's like really ornate compared to like the rest of Cape Side. But maybe, maybe it's some weird place. But this is a very Cape Side moment. Like, of course. Uh, one friend comes upon the other one staring pensively into the night sky. Yeah. Joey's trying to fix their relationship. And Dawson's like, yeah, the reason I didn't invite you is because you're not my friend. <laughs> like, he's so harsh. Yeah. Uh, Dawson is in, like, scorch the earth mode. <laughs> my whole world is shattered. Nothing is left. Fuck you. I hate everything right now. I'm mad at the world. I'm a teenager. How droll. How tough. Uh, the table. Of all the Dawsons, he's a Dawsonist. <laughs> Was any of that called for? I don't think so. No, it's it's melodramatic, but 15-year-olds are, yeah, it makes sense. It plays correct. And they have this weird moment. She finally cracks Dawson. This scene doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's weird. The scene's weird. First of all, he said they say something about, are we museum bound? Do you guys... <laughs> Remember it was this? like some things you put under glass that you sell. Yeah, this. it was just like a weird metaphor that like went on for too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a super mixed metaphor that I, yeah, I didn't follow it either. They played a scenario out like about a wedding and saving something and Dawson says like we must have been married in a past life or in the future life. I don't know. And Joey kind of plays the scene out with him where like he would come and rescue her and they play out the scene, well who would you leave at the end of the night? Yeah. And uh Yeah, this scene like, is tired, man. Like they just It's like bad improv like where you guys have two different ideas but you have to keep saying stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I know they're trying, like, they're trying real hard to get these two characters to, like, have any kind of spark of a feeling, but this is not that scene. Like, this is not working right. in the scene. They just, like, they've ha- there's they not, have to do one of these. There's no tension. They have no sexual tension in the scene. <clears throat> but they, they do one of these scenes in every episode, and it's just, 
Bring two characters. It's, I think it's, it's it, they've done it before where it's actually worked. This scene doesn't work. Like they're already they're already over that whole we're not ever going to be friends again thing. Like it's like, well, we've solved up that. You can leave now, Joey. And then then allude to that weird Smithsonian argument you made on the way out. I don't know. It just falls so flat. And then like when Joey leaves, she says like bound for the Smithsonian, which is like we're continuing this like metaphor that she like mutters to herself under her breath. Why would she say that? (laughs) You got to end the episode on a poetic note. But it's such like a beautifully shot scene. The whole being next to the water at night, the the moonlight, and they just kind of wasted it with this awkward metaphor with no sexual tension between the two characters. Yeah, it's just like, well, that was a weird conversation. Like they've they've always done this last scene so well in every episode before, yeah. right? Like every last scene has always been so good. Like that's kind of a trope in Dawson's Creek where like that last scene is really good. It kind of sums up everything. And this scene just falls so flat. Well, because there the conflict between the two of them is like the most minimal conflict of this episode. Yeah, but even the scene from last week where Joey and Anderson, like that was re- done really well. And and then you know the Katie Kirk thing, that was yeah really the good. Katie Kirk thing was amazing. And then the the fucking Jen Dawson by the boat thing. Yeah, by the boat was also really good. This just falls flat for some reason. Literally, it's a close up onto Joey, who says. Shakes her head, looks at Dawson and says, straight to the Masonian. In the previous, like, final scenes, it's two characters talking very directly to each other and really getting somewhere. And this one, the it's the exact opposite. They're, like, talking around everything. And when you're sort of, like, speaking theoretically, like, in weird metaphors and theoretically, like, it's, that's not how you put a button on something. I think you're right, John. This is a not. This is a different area. This is somewhere on the creek. It's not in that Greek garden. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, you know a nice yeah. public space. You know, Cape Side is lovely in the evening. Sure. Yeah, Cape Side has nothing but nice places next to the water to talk to somebody at night. Overall, I pretty much like this episode a lot. Things are moving quickly now. Like the Tamara Pacey stuff seems to be working a lot better. Dawson is actually having actual conflict in his life for once. I think all the characters are a lot more fleshed out now. Seems that everything kind of works. Uh, I feel like this episode functions well. Like it, 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 it works, but it's like not very memorable, you know. Like it, it, yeah. it's, it pushes the narrative along, but like this is not never. I'll never watch this again, probably. You know. No, it's because the last scene is bad. Well, it just nothing happens. Like nothing. It like there's no there's, like there's no there's no pivotal scene in it. Right. There's nothing in it that's memorable. Like, it's just like, here's a lot of facts and we're going to push the storyline real quickly, but doesn't meander anywhere. And all the character work is it's just it's a foundation episode. Well, and I don't know, Dawson, you know, the moment Dawson finds out about the affair, that's that's sort of a that's pivotal. Yeah, that is a big deal for Dawson. Yeah. His idea of romance and what the world is is now shattered, and he has to come to terms with the reality of things. Right. And he's not handling it well. No, but what 15-year-old would, like, handle their parents having an affair well? As I, Just as I say that this episode is not overly rewatchable, and I feel like it just kind of serves a purpose as a means to an end, next week's episode, uh, episode 5, Hurricane, is one of my favorites. 
to watch uh, just on its own. So we have that to look forward to. One of your favorites? I think so. Stay tuned next week for my favorite episode, The Hurricane. So tune in for that. Sounds like it'll be fun. This is Brian. This is John. This is Chris. We're the Dawson Dudes. Love you, buddy. Sign off. Later. Later.